Hey there, welcome to Not Your Ordinary Girl, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hey there. So today we're going to talk about a couple of things that you can do to kind of shake things up. Is work feeling stale? We're getting to the end of the year. Things you can do this winter to kind of change things up a bit, freshen things up, and and bring some life into what it is you're doing every day. And they're not necessarily huge things, and all of them will positively impact you and how you're addressing your career and how things are going. So they've kind of got a dual effect to them, as well as making you feel like there's some changes going on. So it's not just the same old, same old every day. I'm a big fan of change and doing the same thing every day with no change, no updates. That just, that makes me crazy. So I have to always come up with these little things to do to kind of freshen things up. And these are just some things that I found that not only do they make it feel like things are changing a little bit, but like I said, you can leverage them in your career for good. So the first thing is to turn a rival into an ally. And what I mean by that is, is there somebody at the office in your professional life that you work with or interact with that perhaps you don't always see eye to eye. Maybe you're not the best of friends. Maybe you don't really get along. Perhaps you're a little bit competitive. Whatever it may be, find a way to turn that person into an ally. See if there's a way you can build a bridge there. Develop a relationship friendly with them, somehow at least so that it's collegial. You know, you can get along with them at work. Maybe you talk to them about some of the things that they're doing, some of the things that you're doing. Kind of find a way to come to the table and be at least polite, friendly, collaborative. And this will all depend on the person that you choose. But I would argue that in pretty much every phase of my career, if you will, there was always somebody in my world that perhaps we just weren't going to be friends. Maybe it was because there was competition between us. Maybe it was because it was just some reason we we didn't see eye to eye. Perhaps there was some bad blood over, over something that, that didn't go quite right. You know, it's a very competitive workplace, right? People vie for assignments all the time. You get promotions, you're responsible for supervising other people. Not everybody is is happy to have uh, a younger person supervising them or an older person supervising them or a woman or a man, whatever it may be. And along the way, there were several people in my career that I recognized would be a really good ally to have, but for whatever reason, there was tension. And I wanted to try and figure out ways to kind of win them over. I'm a big fan of the old adage that just says, kill them with kindness. And for me, it almost becomes kind of a game, kind of a challenge to myself. Can I win this person over by being sincere? I'm not looking at it from a standpoint of just because I did it, I can say I did it. I sincerely wanted to win those people over. 
early on in my career, there was a woman that came in for a temporary assignment. And when I say temporary, she was going to be there for about a year. And she wasn't in my department, but there was so much I could learn from her. And I had to interact with her on a regular basis. My department worked directly with with her department, kind of hand in hand on some projects. And for whatever reason, from the very beginning, there was kind of an antagonism there. She just seemed really grumpy and short and terse. And it just felt like I always rubbed her the wrong way. And that was kind of the first time I got it in my mind that I was going to to do this. I, I, I just, for whatever reason, it bothered me that she didn't like me professionally. And I didn't really need her to be my friend, but I needed her to respect me. And I needed her to realize that for whatever reason, she and I were not getting along, that I didn't have a hand in that and that I had done everything I could. So therein started the challenge, and I just, little by little, I made sure that I was always respectful. She was older than me, so I made sure I was beyond respectful. I was not condescending. I was not obnoxious, but I was very polite. I was respectful. I tried to be thoughtful of her time. I tried to go a little extra mile anytime I could. If there was overlap in our projects where I could kind of help her out, I would offer to do that or just do it if it made sense. And believe it or not, it really didn't take nearly as much time as I expected. Within a month or two, we really kind of, it was amazing how the relationship evolved and we became very friendly and she almost became a mentor to me in, in certain areas because there was some skills there that she had professionally that I really could benefit from early in my career. And before I knew it, her mentoring was really taking hold and I was learning so much. And when her time was finished, because like I said, she was only there for a temporary assignment, there were a lot of opportunities for me in the next year and a half that I leveraged the information that I learned from her to get better and better and take on a lot of different responsibilities that were not really in my lane. And it was great for me early on in my career because I got recognized for those and it was skill sets that I was able to put on my resume that I carried to the next position and the next position that I would have never gotten a chance to have had I allowed that tense beginning to our professional relationship to stand. So I, you know, I was always very appreciative of the fact that I was able to kind of flip that around and all it took was, like I said, a little, a little bit of extra kindness, a little bit of going the extra mile and just being aware. On a side note, I should mention that part of the reason she was so standoffish and abrupt and tense in the beginning, it turns out that she had a lot of stuff going on outside of the office, hence the reason it was only a one-year assignment. So a lot of her feelings toward me and attitudes toward me in the beginning had nothing to do with me. It had to do with external factors. So had I not kind of pushed a little bit, that friendship would not have developed. And I really would have missed out on a lot. And I, I like to think that on some level, she would have missed out on a lot too, because we really did become friends. The next idea is to shake up your routine a little bit. Things can feel stale and stagnant, 
and repetitive because they become repetitive. We get into a rut where we do the same thing day after day after day. And it's up to us to take a look at our our schedule, our agenda, what it is that we're doing, and find little ways to shake things up. So my challenge to you would be to find one thing that you can change about your routine. You know, winter is a great time because it's dark in the evening, it's dark in the morning. Maybe instead of working out in the morning, you work out at night, or vice versa. Maybe if you're working out at night, the clocks have fallen back. We're still early enough that it's just that one hour that doesn't feel like that big of a change. Continue to get up early and maybe do your workout in the morning. Maybe it's something that you bring for lunch. You know, you're changing from, from lighter foods to warm and comfort foods, whatever. Maybe it's something that you you do in your office, a routine that you have. If you always check your email first thing in the morning, maybe check it a little bit later and do a task in the morning. It can be something really small. It can be something large. It can be the way that you drive to work. Maybe the traffic patterns have changed now that schools are back in and you change up your traffic pattern on how you get to work. Maybe you mix it up and, and take public transport on, on you know a day or two a week. Whatever it may be, find something small to kind of shake things up and change things so that it doesn't feel like the same thing every day. The next is learn a new skill. We can always find something new to learn and find something that you can leverage in your career at the office, professionally, however, find something that you can learn that you can use for the purpose of your career. Now, that can be something really general. It can be learning something um, focused based on what it is that you're doing. If you work in the sciences, but you are more administrative or more of a generalist and you don't do much of the sciences, maybe learn something about the science topic area that you work in, or you work with engineers, maybe learn a little bit about engineering. There are so many things online that we can leverage for free. I mean, you've got YouTube, you've got all of the videos and the, and the things on LinkedIn. There's just an abundance of free information out there that you can leverage. You don't have to spend a whole lot of money. Go to the library, take out a book, Kindle, Amazon, all of those different things. You can listen to a book on tape when you're commuting to and from work. Learn something new. Put aside the the fantasy novel or the romance novel or the mystery novel, maybe one night a week and just devote that night to reading something that you can leverage in your career. Maybe it's something about networking. Maybe it's something about communication skills. Think about different areas that you are interested in. Obviously, it would be great if it's an area that you can improve upon, if it's an area you know you need some work or you have no knowledge in, but also pick something that is interesting to you, okay? Because that's going to last a lot longer than something you have to. And considering this is just a challenge to shake things up, why not pick something that is interesting to you, a topic that you can leverage at work, but be interested in when you're reading it. The next thing is take a you day. Okay, we all have a limited number of vacation days, sick days, comp days, whatever it may be. I recognize that. And I'm not saying that you need to go off and spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars at a spa day or on a golf day or on a vacation day or anything like that. But find time to take a you day. Just take the day off. Don't do work. Don't do networking. Don't do chores. Don't do errands. Do something fun. Do something fun you haven't done in a really long time. Maybe you take the dog to the dog park and you hang out with your dog because you never get there anymore. 
Maybe you just go see a movie. Maybe you go to the library. Maybe you sit at a coffee shop and read your your favorite mystery novel for the afternoon and, and, and have lunch. Find something that you haven't done in a while that really makes you smile and that can give you a break from what it is you've been doing. Give yourself permission to take the day off and turn things off. Now again, I recognize that there are a lot of jobs where you're followed by an email account or you're followed by a cell phone or a beeper or whatever it may be. For as much as possible, see if you can minimize that tether just for one day. See if you can turn it off and just say, you know, this is going to be a day devoted to me. I'm not going to worry about the kids, my husband, work, my boss, my employees, whatever it is that you've got going on. Even if you can just take your work day, your nine to five, your eight to four, whatever time it is, and take that time off from from the world for a little while and just do something for yourself. Like I said, it doesn't have to be anything expensive. It could be something really simple. Go to the library, sit and read a bunch of books that interest you. They're not responsible for things you have to do at work or you have to study for your kids to help prepare them for math tests or science tests or reading tests. Something for you. The next is update your resume or write a new resume. Pull it out, dust it off, get rid of the cobwebs or the mothballs wherever it's been. If you've been in your job for a long time, you may not look at it regularly. You may not have done a resume in quite some time if your organization or your company doesn't require you to submit it once a year for assessments. Take a look at your resume. You can go online and there's tons and tons of templates. If you need some templates, send me an email. I'll send you a bunch of templates. There's a variety of them out there that you can leverage. And because it's not necessarily for a job opening, It can be a fun template that you just like the look of. The purpose of this exercise is to take a look what it is that you've done over the last few years. Take a look at your accomplishments. Take a look at your progress, what you've learned, how you've grown, all of the different things that have changed. And while you're mired down in your day-to-day doing all of the different things that you typically do in a normal week, it's easy to lose sight of what our progress is unless we take a step back and really look at all of the accomplishments we have and the progress that we've made. So give yourself some time to acknowledge those things. Update the resume. Take a look at the different skills that you've learned, any certifications. Update all of those things that you've been doing. And it's just going to be used for you. So you can even write down things like projects that meant a lot to you or things that you uh, feel especially proud of that you accomplished at work. It's great to have a fairly updated resume in your back pocket should an opportunity present itself, but it's also a really good tool for us to really reflect and appreciate what we've done with our career. Because so often, like I said, we get so bogged down in just doing the work that we forget to take a step back and realize, you know what? Wow, I really did a great job on this last project. I demonstrated great leadership and we came in ahead of schedule. We came in under budget. I did an amazing job chairing that conference. I gave a great speech at that workshop. However it is that it applies to what it is that you do for a living, 
give yourself some time to put that down on paper. And as you're looking up the different words that you want to put down and, and demonstrate that you led this effort, you directed that one, you learned this, you managed this, you grew this, think about those words because those are all your accomplishments and things that you should be very proud of. So when you look back and you're back down in the weeds again, doing that day to day, you can kind of reflect on the fact that, you know what, it may be the day to day, but I'm getting a lot of things done. I'm making a lot of progress and I'm making a difference. And the last thing is spend some time on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is such a great tool. There's so many different ways we can leverage it. And I think a lot of people think that it's just for networking, for finding jobs and opportunities, but there's so much information on there. Take some time and throw a new photo up there. When was the last time you updated your profile picture? Have your your spouse or your friend or your office mate or your colleague take a picture of you in your in your professional wear and put a new picture up there. And Get active on there in talking to people in your field of study, in your field of work, whatever it is that you do for a living. Interact with people. You can join groups on LinkedIn of people that are doing very similar things. And the reason why, especially now, if you're not looking for a job, this is a great time because it's not all about networking and marketing yourself for the next great offer. Obviously, Any activity you have on there will pay dividends in the future because you never know when you might meet your next employer. You might meet your next partner for your business, your next client. Any of those things could happen at any time. But when you're on there, when the stakes are not necessarily high, it's just a matter of collaborating with people in your field or even outside of your field, perhaps As a part of learning a new skill, you want to get involved with people that are doing something on there that you could learn something. Perhaps you work with engineers, but you don't know engineering. Follow a group that is very enmeshed in hardcore technical engineering. There's often different videos, little clips, different technologies, different sciences, different progresses that are being made by any number of people on there that you can learn from. You can read their articles. You can comment and be a positive influence on there. Be a source for good. Go on there and read different articles, read different posts, and say something nice. Because again, you never know where that's going to lead. And I'm not just talking professionally. You may just make a friend. You may find a mentor. You may find your next colleague. You may find a significant other, and this isn't a dating podcast by any shape, but I'm just saying there's all different ways you meet people on LinkedIn and there's all different ways that they can impact you and your professional career and your life. There's also a tool on there where you can look up um, different slides, different PowerPoint decks. SlideShare is what it's called and you can go on there and that's another place to learn different things. Thousands of people are posting their slide decks on there for any number of topic. You can you can search in there for pretty much anything, I would guess, from basket weaving to dog walking. And there is a slide deck in there on how to do it. So that's another opportunity to learn something on there that's free. You just have to have a LinkedIn account. It doesn't have to be the premium or the fancy account. You just go in there and, and you search a topic and you can watch it. 
Lots of people are putting up instructional videos now. You can read and watch those. There's a million different ways you can leverage LinkedIn to kind of shake things up a bit and get involved in the community. So maybe take one day a week off of Facebook or or maybe just split your time one or two days a week between Facebook and LinkedIn and spend some time on LinkedIn developing a little bit more of your professional social group. So those are just a few ways you can kind of shake things up this winter as you're feeling a little bit stale in your day-to-day. Mix and match however you want to do it. I challenge you to do all of them and see what happens. And if there's any others out there that you like to do on a regular basis to kind of shake things up, drop me a line. I would love to hear what it is that you do. Thanks and have a great day. All right. So thanks for tuning in to Not Your Ordinary Girl. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to notyourordinarygirl.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or feedback, and please go ahead and recommend it to your friends. Until next time, remember to always stand up and be confident, stand by all that you do and say with integrity, and stand out, because after all, there's only